This episode is brought to you by City on Fire by number one international bestseller Don Winslow. Stephen King has called Don Winslow one of America's greatest storytellers and Christian White has said that City on Fire is a masterpiece, wonderfully crafted, beautifully written and a propulsive, authentic page turner. It's already receiving rave reviews all around the world with Publisher Weekly, Library Journal, Kirkus and Booklist all already giving it starred reviews saying epic, stunning and brilliant. It will be released in Australia on the 4th of May, so pre-order now. Think Like an Author by me, Michael Wagner. I'm the author of more than 80 books, mostly for children and young adults, but I've previously earned a living as a copywriter, comedy writer, songwriter, radio broadcaster and screenwriter. Today, how to improve your dialogue with one very simple trick. To instantly improve your dialogue, all you have to do is go through it and edit out the answers from people that are either yes or no. You edit out most of those and replace them with what people actually do in real life. When someone's asked a tough, direct question, what they tend to do is not answer yes or no, which would be the appropriate answer and the expected answer, and the first draft answer. What they answer with usually is the reason a rationalization, an excuse, or a smokescreen or something evasive like that. That's what people do in real life when they're asked a tough, direct question. And often when they're asked any question, and when you get your characters doing that, and we'll get to know them a whole lot better than if they just answer with a very flat, very boring, very first draft, yes or no. For example, I'll look down at my notes here. A teacher might ask a 16-year-old student, have you completed your assignment? The true answer is no. But instead of letting your character answer no, have them answer in character. Have them answer like a character really would in real life. If the answer is no, here's four possible ways that the character might respond to the question, have you completed your assignment? One. I've told you about my dad, right? Have you completed your assignment if you only knew what was going on at my place last night? Have you completed your assignment? I, I, was, I was thinking of quitting this subject anyway, maybe even all of school. Have you completed your assignment? I'm fairly confident there was no assignment, and if there was, no one has informed me. So, the task is to go through your manuscript and look for any yes-no answers and turn them into second draft or third draft or fourth draft answers, not first draft answers, by changing them to what the character would really say. And in doing that, you'll immediately make your dialogue sound much more alive and bounce right off the page. You can find more Think Like an Author videos on my YouTube channel, Michael Wagner Author.
This episode is brought to you by City on Fire by number one international bestseller Don Winslow. Stephen King has called Don Winslow one of America's greatest storytellers and Christian White has said that City on Fire is a masterpiece, wonderfully crafted, beautifully written and a propulsive, authentic page turner. It's already receiving rave reviews all around the world with Publisher Weekly, Library Journal, Kirkus and Booklist all already giving it starred reviews saying epic, stunning and brilliant. It will be released in Australia on the 4th of May, so pre-order now. Think Like an Author by me, Michael Wagner. I'm the author of more than 80 books, mostly for children and young adults, but I've previously earned a living as a copywriter, comedy writer, songwriter, radio broadcaster and screenwriter. Today I'm going to help you to discover your own writer's DNA by completing a simple 10-minute writing exercise. So get ready to write, and I'll tell you when to pause the podcast and complete a quick writing task. It's easy, it's quick, and it might just save you years of frustration and misdirection. And at the very least, it should ensure you're having as much fun as possible when you're writing. So let's get on with it. Let's discover your writer's DNA. This is how to find out what your writer's DNA is. This was a kind of life-changing moment for me as as an author because your ego sometimes tells you, write this, write this, this is what you really want to write about. And it's not actually what you genuinely care about. So get a pen and paper or a computer ready because step one is for you to list 10 stories you love. These can be books, movies, TV shows, whatever. 10 stories that you love. Do it right now and I'll be back in about a couple of minutes. Okay, so you've written down 10 stories that you love. These may be the 10 stories you love the most, or they may not be, doesn't matter. Now what I want you to do is for each of those stories, write down the major theme or themes of that story. When I did this for myself, some of the themes that I came up with were decency under fire and psychological truths, things that revealed some psychological truth about the human condition. But you work out what your the themes are in those 10 stories and then hit play again when you're done. Okay, now look at those themes and look for patterns. Is there the same thing a couple of times or all through the 10 different stories you've got listed there? Just look for patterns and write down the ones that recur. Do that now, and then I'll be back in a sec. Okay, what you've now come up with is what actually matters to you as an author. Now, you might think this is obvious, and it may be extremely obvious to you because you're not writing from your ego, and that's absolutely wonderful. But for plenty of us, One of the things that I didn't expect to see in my list was family values. I didn't know family values were that important to me in my list. So I had decency under fire. I had deep philosophical or psychological truths about the human condition and family values of all things. (laughs) 
But my writing wasn't focused on family values at all. It was all around everything other than family values because I was going where my head told me to go. But this little exercise taught me exactly what really matters in my DNA. So when I knew that, what I was able to do is start to focus on whether or not I'm telling a story that actually matters to me. So take those themes. And if you're not already, write a story that at least explores one of those themes. Because you know what? That's what you care about. And when you write about what you genuinely care about, firstly, it becomes easier because you get into the flow much better and much more easily. But secondly, it gets better because you really, really care about what you're writing about. That's my way of working out what a writer's DNA truly is. But whatever you do, get on with writing from your writer's DNA. You can find more Think Like an Author videos on my YouTube channel, Michael Wagner Author. This episode is brought to you by City on Fire by number one international bestseller Don Winslow. Stephen King has called Don Winslow one of America's greatest storytellers and Christian White has said that City on Fire is a masterpiece, wonderfully crafted, beautifully written and a propulsive, authentic page turner. It's already receiving rave reviews all around the world with Publisher Weekly, Library Journal, Kirkus and Booklist already giving it starred reviews, saying epic, stunning and brilliant. City on Fire will be released in Australia on the 4th of May, so pre-order your copy now. Think Like an Author by me, Michael Wagner. I'm the author of more than 80 books, mostly for children and young adults, but I've previously earned a living as a copywriter, comedy writer, songwriter, radio broadcaster and screenwriter. Today, you might be a better writer than you think. I had a wonderful stroke of luck when I was getting started as a children's author, and it resolved some inner doubts I've been grappling with for some time. Hopefully, sharing what happened to me will help you resolve a few inner doubts as well. I got a really, really lucky break along the way. Early in my sort of writing books uh, career, <laughs> I had some other writing careers along the way, and. It, this this really set me up and changed my attitude to the way I write so much. It was just a wonderful lesson. And it may be also a lesson that you can draw some inspiration from, I hope. It's about how sometimes we're writing a lot better than we realize we are. So we keep a, a stack of recycled paper just to use as scrap paper or whatever. And my wife, Jane, was a publisher at Penguin, and she used to bring home manuscripts from her published authors and correct them at home and then put the recycled manuscript in our recycled stack. And I remember having a crisis of confidence at one stage when I thought to myself, I just wish I had the confident voice of a proper author because I felt so insecure and timid as I was writing and and I just longed to have a voice that was confident and robust and 
felt like it knew what it was it was doing. An authorial voice is, I guess, the word I'm looking for. And you know, I always thought that my my timidity and my insecurity was leaking through the writing process. And one day, I, I needed some scrap paper from the recycle bin, so I grabbed a few sheets of paper. And I was about to write some notes on them when I turned them over and had a look and I was thinking about these confident voices and and I was reading what I, I believe to be a, a manuscript from a proper published author. And I was reading it and thinking, that's the voice I wish I had. That's how a confident voice sounds. If only I could achieve that. And then I realized I was reading one of my manuscripts. It was sitting in the recycle area because I'd put it there and it was only a draft, and I thought, hang on, I do have that confident voice. I do come across as the, the insecurity is not leaking through. And it was really a great moment for me as an author because it made me realize we don't always know how well we're writing. Maybe we're writing really, really well, and we just don't know it. So I never, ever asked myself again after that moment, Am I writing confidently enough? Because I knew, even when I was deeply insecure about it all, I was. You can find more Think Like an Author videos on my YouTube channel, Michael Wagner Author. This episode is brought to you by City on Fire by number one international bestseller Don Winslow. Stephen King has called Don Winslow one of America's greatest storytellers and Christian White has said that City on Fire is a masterpiece, wonderfully crafted, beautifully written and a propulsive, authentic page turner. It's already receiving rave reviews all around the world with Publisher Weekly, Library Journal, Kirkus and Booklist already giving it starred reviews, saying epic, stunning and brilliant. City on Fire will be released in Australia on the 4th of May, so pre-order your copy now. Think Like an Author by me, Michael Wagner. I'm the author of more than 80 books, mostly for children and young adults, but I've previously earned a living as a copywriter, comedy writer, songwriter, radio broadcaster and screenwriter. Today, how to let inspiration lead the way in your writing. Inspired ideas that come to you spontaneously out of nowhere are almost always the best I've found, so letting inspiration lead the writing process seems like a good idea to me. Here's how I make that much more likely to happen when I'm writing. So this is probably going to suit the planners a little more than the people who write without a plan, but it may be useful to you as well, because there is at some point a little bit of planning probably going to go on, uh, even if you don't write, if you write without a plan altogether. But for those who plan, I write not necessarily in chronological order at all. In fact, more often out of chronological order than in chronological order. The reason being, what I really want to be driven by as much as possible is inspiration, because I, I think that the 
writing that comes spontaneously and is inspired is usually the best writing that I come up with. Not always, but usually it is. I'll explain how I know this in a minute. So the objective is to have as much inspired writing as possible. So the way I achieve this is to write the skeletal plan for my story. Not super robust, it's sort of like, it might have 15 different basic plot points. And then at the start of my writing day, just look through the skeletal plan and wait for a scene or an idea to appear in my head and then start filling in that little part of the skeleton. And often that's not up the front of the story. It's somewhere in the middle. I suddenly get a scene or in the final act of the story and I write it. And then I start again. I go back to the start of the plan or I go to the end of the plan or I go to the middle of the plan and, and I just look for inspiration, look for something to come to me that I can then write down. So it's trying to get as much inspired writing into the process as possible. I don't know many people who do this or if any other writers do, but it's, it's something that works for me. The reason I feel that it, it's how I get my best writing is because it's quite routine for me to get an idea of the ending scene before I've got that deep into the story itself. I don't know why this happens, but it just does. Um, so I'll often write that scene in my skeletal plan. I'll write that scene that came as an inspired moment um, into the plan. So that'll be there captured in the last part of the, of the skeleton. Um, and then I'll be writing and I'll eventually get to that scene and I'll write the scene. I, I let myself write the scene in chronological order as well. And so often I've compared the chronological version where I got there mechanically and the inspired version, where I really didn't know what I was doing, it just came to me, and almost every single time, the inspired version has some gold in it that I then weave into the chronological version. So, and sometimes it's just a whole lot better than the mechanical version. So that's how I know, or I've come to conclude, for me at least, that the inspired stuff, is the really, really good stuff. And that's why I aim to get as much of that into the story as I possibly can. So I'm less inclined to write chronologically. But eventually, you some days you sit down, you don't get an inspired thought for any of the skeleton. So you do just start working through it chronologically. And eventually, you've got to fill the gaps chronologically anyway. But it is um, a process of using as much inspiration as possible and then allowing the mechanical workings to actually fill all the gaps between all those lovely inspired moments. You can find more Think Like an Author videos on my YouTube channel, Michael Wagner Author. This episode is brought to you by The Island by Adrian McKinty, the international best-selling author of The Chain. So how far would you really go to protect your family? What would you really be capable of if your family was threatened? This mother and father are about to find out. 
propulsive, terrifying, and blade sharp. The island is the next thrilling adventure from the mastermind behind the award-winning global sensation The Chain and a family story unlike any you've ever read. The Island will be released in Australia on the 24th of May, so pre-order today. I read this book in two days. It's compelling, page-turning, and character-driven, and it's definitely one of my favorite reads this year. But be warned, once you start this book, you will not be able to put it down. Think Like an Author by me, Michael Wagner. I'm the author of more than 80 books, mostly for children and young adults, but I've previously earned a living as a copywriter, comedy writer, songwriter, radio broadcaster, and screenwriter. Today, dialogue that's laden with subtext feels authentic and alive, but how do you get that rich, unspoken history into the subtext of your dialogue? Well, here's how I do it. Great dialogue has a palpable subtext in it. You can feel its depth because it's loaded with unspoken meaning. Like even in a, a short dialogue with a shopkeeper, that's loaded with subtext as well. The subtext of a conversation with a person entering a shop and talking to a shopkeeper, the subtext never spoken might be like, I want you to know that I see you as an equal. Or the exact opposite of that. It might be, I want you to know you are not my equal. Or it could be, in the subtext, I hate pushy salespeople. Get too close and I'll run. That subtext makes the whole thing feel incredibly real. It's really important. But how do you build subtext into your story? Well, I'm going to say that research and mountains of daydreaming about the characters' lives will start to produce subtext. We think that research is all about creating details for your story, which it is. But in my opinion, a lot of the research we do, the, the real benefit of it is that it populates the subtext of the dialogue. But there is a third way to get subtext, and this is my own crazy way, uh, which is to basically let the characters speak for themselves. So set the characters up in your imagination, in the setting that you want them in, and then just ask them, ask them, they're in your imagination, ask them to talk. And you might know where you want to get from the start of this scene to the end of the scene, but just ask them to talk it through. Like they're improvisational actors. Sometimes when I'm writing a story at the very beginning in the first draft, it's like I'm the director in the room with the actors and I'm telling them what to say. But after a while, once they're really strong in your imagination, it's possible to, to just let them do the talking and you just listen. These, when I say listen, often your imagination sends up very, very subtle messages like lines of dialogue. But if you're not catching them because you're overthinking or trying too hard, then you can miss all this beautiful stuff and you can resist it too. So there are times where I'm absolutely adamant that this is the way to do something, but a little thought just persists. A little subtle thought just persists. And I keep saying, no, I keep batting it away. I've trained myself to no longer bat those little persistent thoughts away and keep put them in the text as well, just in case. And so often I've found that those little messages that have come to me from my imagination are actually the strongest parts of the the story itself even though I had my reasons intellectual reasons for not liking them 
I thought they were too obscure or they were too cliched or they were too whatever. They, they, they weren't funny or whatever. But then I've trained myself to now listen to those things, put them in there, work out later if they're any good because sometimes they're not. So, But it's a bit of a, a mixed bag. But don't you don't want to miss them because there's often some a little bit of gold in there as well. So they're my ways of adding subtext. Once the, the characters are talking for themselves, they'll say things that surprise you which are loaded with subtext. And you'll go, oh, I didn't know that happened to you in your childhood. Uh, I didn't realise you felt that way about this person. And the, that's when the characters are actually alive in your imagination and they're starting to be involved in the creative process. Funny thing to say, funny way to, to, to deal with the creative process, but I th it works for me and, um, and maybe it could work for you as well. So, you know, it, it, it might not be your thing, but if you like daydreaming <laughs> and if you like imaginary characters talking in your head, then, and it's not dangerous, uh, then it might be a good thing for you to try. Another little practical advice is when two characters meet, just ask yourself, what do they think of each other? This might be just a good way of getting the, the ball rolling. Just ponder that for a moment. Listen to them speak to each other. What do they think? Listen to their minds. What do they think of each other? And then let the words just tumble out of their mouths. Don't tell them what to say so much as let them say what they want to say. You can find more Think Like an Author videos on my YouTube channel, Michael Wagner Author.